Hi there, and welcome to a very special episode of Fantasy for the Ages, where father and son, and occasionally some other people, sit down and talk about a fantasy book. I'm the son of that equation, Zach. And I'm the father, Jim. We're glad to have you with us for this very special live stream as we celebrate finishing The Dragon Reborn. Woohoo! What a good book. Yeah, a lot, a lot of fun. Not that we're finished, we'll be going right on to the next one. The Shadow Rising, some of the, the favorite book for many people. Yeah, but these first three, pretty awesome. And I, I'm, I'm glad we have a chance to talk about it in a special way today, along with some guests who are mm -hmm. with us today. But before we bring our guests in, Zach, I just want to know, as always, how are you doing? I'm cold. Um... <laughs> Texas boy is cold? I mean, it finally got to like around freezing so for me i don't like that that much uh have i lived in much worse yes but also am i currently sitting here with my legs completely wrapped up in a blanket also yes so <laughs> that's how i'm doing today how about you dad i'm not so cold i'm wearing shorts i'm perfectly comfortable up here in the pacific northwest mind you i'm not going outside it's only 41 degrees mm. but it's not raining so that's we're happy good today. Yeah. Zach, what are you drinking as we gather for our episode today? Well, I figured since we were doing this one at noon, my time, that I would go light and easy. So I'm drinking straight bourbon. Okay. That's pretty easy. Got it. Well, you know, for me, this is earlier than we usually record something. Yeah. Uh, do a live. So it's 10 a.m. on the West Coast. I went with a coffee drink, of course, in our own here. Flex that merch. But, yeah, but I did make it as a Wattail, our Wheel of Time themed cocktail. So this is called the Dragon Awakes. Ooh. Uh, yeah, Frangelico, Bailey's, a little, well, a lot of coffee, some Kahlua, and then cream to taste. Mm. And I might start doing my coffee every morning that way. Yeah, that okay, might maybe be bad not for work. every morning, but like <laughs> when you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty tasty. Well, how about we uh, bring in some of these guests and give them a chance to tell us how they're doing and perhaps what they're drinking? Sounds like a I good think idea. That sounds like a fantastic idea. I'm excited to see them here. Let's bring them on in. All right. First up, let's bring Drew McCaffrey into the stream. How you doing, Drew? Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? We're uh, glad to be here and glad Dr you're here. Drinking some tasty <laughs> things. <laughs> Absolutely. I understand you're known for drinking some tasty things, too. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and uh, what you do, and then you can get to what you're drinking. Yeah, yeah. So I am one of the co-hosts of the Inking Out Loud podcast, book club podcast. We cover all kinds of science fiction and fantasy, but we do it from a little more of a writer's perspective as both I and my co-host Rob are writers. And then we we do some drink reviews at the end, some thematically appropriate drinks for every book, mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy to think about that. We're, we're, I think, over 150 episodes in, and I've had a thematically wow. appropriate beer for all but the very first. <laughs> and That's it's insane. freaking amazing, the beers you find. I, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> it's uncanny it is, uh, how well they yeah. match up. Yeah, it's... I, I end up casting my nets far and wide. <laughs> <laughs> That's commitment. But, 
commitment. Unfortunately, I'm not drinking anything exciting today. I have a couple of hockey games later this afternoon and evening, so just drinking some water. Hydration, the order of the day. Understandable. Zach, you once upon a time said something about water, about what a dangerous <laughs> beverage it actually is. Oh, yeah. Dihydrogen monoxide kills so many people every year. It's a big problem right. in our, uh, well, really, our whole world. Yeah. Well, as you said, everyone who drinks it dies. Mm-hmm. It's true. 100% true. All right. Next up, let's bring and welcome to the stream, Joe Perry. How Hello. you doing, Joe? Welcome, welcome. I'm doing fine. How are all you doing today? <laughs> all thumbs up at this point. Joe, uh, most of the people here with us today already know who you are, I guess. I bet your show has really been elevated and noticed because of some other show that went on television recently. I don't know what that's about. But... <laughs> Wait, Joe, you trying to say we're riding on the coattails of Amazon? No, they're I riding they're on riding yours. on yours, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, I heard a story that that's partially true, that... um I was talking with, um, we were talking with Nablus a while ago, and he mentioned that the marketing people really were hanging on the Wheel of Time content creators to kind of spread the news of the show. And so I true. think that worked pretty well. I think yeah. it's got a lot more recognition right off the bat from mm-hmm. season one, episode one. Yeah, But your show definitely had something to do with that. So tell us mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, so I am one of the three co-hosts to the Talk Around Riyadh podcast. We started about a little over two years ago, focusing really on the production of the Wheel of Time television show. Um, we talk about news, castings, speculation. So where we love it, it, it actually is perfect. It, it's it's perfect for the Wheel of Time because that's what we love to talk about with the books is like speculation. So we did that. We do the same thing basically though from a show perspective. You know, on uh, you know different characters and actors that have been cast trying to guess who they are and then we also deep dive into characters from the books and how they'll adapt them and how they'll adapt scenes and locations to the television show so and then we did episode reviews obviously of course when the show came out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i've listened to every one of your episodes they're fantastic anyone watching if you haven't found talk around Riyadh, go check it out well worth it and especially if you've read all the books Uh, it's just Mm -hmm. Great to see the deep dives and the speculation, and, and yeah, you, if you three hear, just your banter is hilarious. Yeah, if you want to hear co-hosts dis, uh, dis, uh, significantly disagree on a lot of different things about the books and show, then you'll uh, you'll enjoy it for sure. All right. Well, Joe, are you drinking anything special today? I am. You know, I usually don't drink at this time of the day, <laughs> unless I'm on vacation. <laughs> but I figured, you know, for the show, let's take out something nice for the for the show. So I have. A, this was I bought this bottle for New Year's. We're going to our friend's mm-hmm. house on New Year's Eve, and it got canceled because of COVID. Like my daughter had COVID, mm-hmm. a couple other people had COVID, so we just canceled the whole thing. But I bought this nice bottle of single malt Bolvani Scotch, fourteen year nice. Caribbean cask. It's aged in rum Ooh. casks, so it's got a nice little vanilla, sweet vanilla taste to it. Delicious. Wow. Stuff. Uh, you're raising the standard on this podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, that's impressive, uh, yeah. Joe. Thank you. I know. Rolling I, that out. Woo. I'm a big fan of Bolvini. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, they they make delightful scotch. Oh yes. Well, we have one more fantastic special guest joining us today, so let's bring him in, Alan, with the Wheel Reads podcast. How you doing, Alan? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a been a busy morning, but uh, been good. We are thrilled to have you with us. Another mm-hmm. great Wheel of Time content creator. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your show as well? Sure. Yeah. I'm one of the three co-hosts of the wheel of reads. I'm the veteran who has read the books uh, multiple times. Um, I have two other co-hosts, Ian and Chris. Um, they have 
they're first time readers. So currently we're on book five, the fires of heaven working through that. And, um, and yeah, it's been fun. Uh, we just celebrated uh, two years of doing this. Uh, we have our hundredth episode of recording uh, on Tuesday. So wow. it's, um, yeah, we're, 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 yeah, it's been good. It's been fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And that, that is, that's what it's all about. We do mm-hmm. this stuff because, you know, it is fun. We enjoy digging into this content. We enjoy doing it with friends and we enjoy being able to put it out there. So thank you to all of you who are joining us today live. It's That makes it that much more fun. We can see everything you're dropping in the chat. Uh, we can even see uh, that you've got information from us in the chat, like Drew is explaining why his screen goes black once in a while. Because <laughs> we have a sixth member of this podcast today. His lovely cat. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, Zach, do you see in the chat? Yeah, yeah I saw gonna, it. Not going to oh. let us forget that uh, Yeah, we have our hundredth coming up fairly soon, too. And Yeah. Don't worry, Emmeline. I'm not entirely sure what that means yet but it is on the schedule <laughs> as the musical episode so we'll figure it yep, out that's happening we'll figure it out we like a challenge goodness all right ha. well before we dive into our content here where we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the dragon reborn and the series so far i do want to invite people to you know if you like what you hear today be sure to like this video i invite you to subscribe to our youtube channel Uh, Those of you that are listening to this in the feed later on, uh, like the podcast wherever you listen and just help us spread the word because we want more and more people to have some fun joining us for all we do. All right. With that little plug out of the way, let's move into some questions and some talking. Let's do it. So for each of you here, and I'm actually this first question, I'm going to start with you, Zach. Oh, no. When did you first read The Dragon Reborn? Okay. Think... I first read The Dragon Reborn, like, high school? Freshman year of high school? It was when I Which went Which for back. you is not nearly so long ago as it No, is it's like eight us. years ago, maybe. <laughs> um, but no, I, I tried getting into the books before that and couldn't, and then I tried again, and I got as far as through The Dragon Reborn. It wasn't until college that I actually finished the books, but freshman year of high school was when I finished this one. And how many times have you read it since? In total... I guess two and a half to three times. One of those times is like bits and pieces, not all of it. I mean, I am (laughs) only 22. There are plenty of people who are 22 and have read this book probably like 17 times. I'm not one of them. Okay. (laughs) All right. My son, the noob. I love it. All right. Well, Drew, how about you? The Dragon Reborn. When did you first read it? How many times have you continued? So I I first read The Dragon Reborn, I think it would have been June 2002. I was gifted Eye of the World near the end of sixth grade and uh, just tore through them. <laughs> and and uh, didn't really stop doing that until after Memory of Light came out. I do not know how many times I've read this book, probably in the 40s. I pretty obsessively reread Ooh. The Wheel of Time when I was younger. So even though I haven't read The Dragon Reborn since 2012, I remember it pretty well. <laughs> I should say so. That's a, that's a pretty high standard for anybody to try to reach. Wow, 40 times. I'm just realizing 40 times in just 10 years. So that's what, an no, average no, no. of like four 20. times a year? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I obsessively reread these books wow. through oh, we middle believe school you. and high school. 40 yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
it's my favorite series and uh you know and i read it like it that's fair and as we're going through these questions, those of you with us in the chat, feel free to answer too. We'd love to hear your experience with all of these questions and, and your thoughts too. So just drop in, you know, right now. How about you, Dragon Reborn? When did you read it? How many times? Joe, what do you say on this question? Ooh, um, it's very blurry because this was I was a teenager. I was only 18 when I read this. <laughs> I started reading this series in the late 90s, like 98, 99. I think it was around the time Path of Daggers came out is when I started reading. So what um, you're saying is I might have been born. Yeah. Yeah, you might have been born. He's a 99 yeah. baby. You might have been, been. You were probably in diapers at the very least. Um, and that, and oh, Jim that's not a reminder him. I needed. Um, not, not those days, for, please. Us, for the watchers. Um, yeah, so it was a late night. It was probably like 98, 99, somewhere around then I started reading the books. Um, and the, you know what? I would do rereads as well, and I, ne I never would get through the entire series. So I probably read the first three books, especially because it was always book four kind of would always where, where I would either stop or get slowed down or something like that. So I probably read this book probably about maybe five, six, seven times, somewhere in that area. I don't really know. I never really counted or kept track of it, but somewhere in that. I've it read it a lot of times. Yeah, and I just yeah. read it recently. I read it in 2020. I started a reread uh, when we started the podcast. So I, I actually did the audiobooks in 2020. So I, mm -hmm. they all start, you know, meshing together, though. So totally. Alan, how about you? Sure. Um, yeah, I guess the first time I read it was a lot later than I think everyone else. Uh, 2010 was when I first picked up Eye of the World. And it was a funny story. I actually accidentally found the series. And I've told the story before, but I don't think I've told it to you guys. Back in, uh, I guess, earlier in 2010, I started a nonprofit called Eye of the World. Had nothing to do with the book. Um, had everything <laughs> to do with the Grateful Dead song, Eyes of the World, and a nonprofit <laughs> that I started to sail around the world. And I'm in Cairns, Australia, sailing around the world and um, going to a bookstore. And there is Eye of the World on the bookshelf. And it was the name of my nonprofit. So I had to buy it and read it. And <laughs> I did. Enjoyed it. So probably read Dragon Reborn uh, because the next port I bought, the next book and the next book. So I was probably somewhere around the, the Gulf of uh, Carpentaria, which is northern Australia. Probably somewhere crossing across some seas <laughs> reading it. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, that, was, that was about the time I read Dragon Reborn the first time. I, I've read the whole series probably only about five times, so not nearly as 40 or anything like that. But probably read Dragon Reborn a lot more just because uh, the first, first three books I've gone back and read multiple times. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many times it counts for the podcast because you end up rereading chapters multiple times to prepare for the episode. So it counts as like three rereads at once, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it, gets, it gets really confusing at that point. <laughs> well, Alan, if it helps, you definitely didn't read it latest here. Okay. Uh, considering my first time reading it was probably about the same time Drew read it for the last time in about 2012. <laughs> okay, so. gotcha. Okay. It's one of the things we love about this series, though. Everyone has a story. You know, how they came about it, what it meant to them, how they fell into it, how many times they've gone back to it. Uh, and it connects with our lives and the different things we were doing along mm. the way. I'm the old man of this group. I'm pretty sure I'm older than everybody else here. I found this series back in 95. And I was already five years into my teaching career at that point and had been reading other fantasy stuff. But, you know, you start your career, you're a little focused, too. Teaching is a little consuming. So I hadn't been reading quite as much, but I just wandering into a Barnes and Noble, looking at the fantasy section as usual. Oh, there's these books with this big old name, Robert Jordan on it. You know, And there were a few of them out already in 95. I liked where I could 
not just have one book, but have a few. So I bought the chunk that were available at that point, took mm. them home. Oh, man. So binged through the ones that were out to that point already and then kept going back to Barnes & Noble looking for when's the next one because the <laughs> Internet wasn't a thing yet. We were uh, not quite there. But so I, I read it then, I'd say in 95 for the first time, and I've read it about 10 times since. I mean, my most recent was, of course, we just finished it on our podcast, but I also did a full audio read for the first time during 2021. So started Eye of the World in January and finished late November with a memory of light. And that was so cool to experience them all again, because like you mentioned, Drew, I hadn't gone back to them since 2000, wow. well, when a memory of light was done. You know, mm -hmm. and I hadn't touched them again. Me too. Yeah. So it was Same really here. nice to pick them up fresh like that. And whoa, yeah, even new insights. So I do want to take okay. a moment here to point out from yeah. the chat. I think we have a clear favorite guest, Severian, the cat, <laughs> is by far the favorite. I'm sorry. You all are lovely, but none of you are cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just near uh, near lunchtime for him, so he's being pushy. When did when did Severian first read the uh, Dragon Reborn? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he's he's probably you know read a little bit of the Wheel of Time over my shoulder. Uh, Reading by osmosis. If you take a yeah. nap on the book, it counts. Uh, he was just sitting on the book, so <laughs> exactly, exactly. Whatever's important to you, that's what the cat's going to sit on. That's how it works. <laughs> All right. Well, my next question for today. After reading The Eye of the World and The Great Hunt, what are some things that struck you as pointedly different when you got to The Dragon Reborn as compared to those first two books? Kind of dig back in your memories there. What Big do you remember shifted or changed? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, and I said this before we were alive, when I was just, you know, jokingly saying like what book we're talking about, this is the one where Rand is barely in the book. He's yep, ironically named. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest change or the, or the biggest, like most notable thing. I think when I first read this book, it's just like, oh, Rand is not even really in this book very much yet. He's which, on the cover and it's which, called the dragon reborn, <laughs> which, See, I, which, I, which I find hilarious. Cause a lot of times we get first time readers that are looking at book titles. They're like, oh, well book three is going to be all about Rand. And you're kind of like smirking like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's Not funny the really. first time i read it i didn't even really notice how little rand was in it because i was just dragged along by the story but the big thing that stood mm -hmm. out to me was matt points of view because we had never gotten a matt point of view that's right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah this and we good. actually have one. reasons to like matt yes i mean yeah, yeah. Matt matt was a like <laughs> just an annoying character yeah, yeah he i really don't agree it was annoying book. I mean, mm, maybe no. a little, but like a little paranoid, little, a uh, little too he was snarky, frustrating negative. In the Great Hunt. Yeah, mm -hmm. like so mm -hmm. untrustworthy of Rand, and you know, like he just he was abrasive. I, I'll say that he was abrasive yeah. in the first. That's a good word. I said, and not getting into book spoilers after this one, but this is the last book I think uh, where Robert Jordan was using the same format for the first three books. It was kind of this mm -hmm. hero's tale where you're falling on this quest and there's an end goal that you're trying to fight a big baddie at the end. And then uh, that, you know, this is the final one of that. So yeah. they're the same big, bad. I mean, I guess we're talking about this whole book. So yeah, the, mm -hmm. the same bad guy in the first three books finally gets, gets uh, <laughs> fridged or iced uh, at the very end of this. <laughs> finally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but is he? But is he? Good point. <laughs> and to that end, when I first read them, I read these first three, and then I, I stopped. 
I didn't go back for another couple of years before I went back and read the whole series. And it kind of worked. Yeah, I knew there was going to be more. There was more there. But while each book was its own self-contained story, this felt like it could be a trilogy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it ended here, I could look for another trilogy or something later, something that was more an expansion on the story. But this was a good story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the next book is really where it goes to be something different more. Yeah. Yeah. Really opens up. And, you know, that's a great point you make, Zach, because you finish each of these first three books and there's a satisfying ending. I mean, there's still clearly more to be known, but the story ended, you know, and good. Yay. Satisfying. Uh, You get to the next books. uh, You know, my wife is reading The Fires of Heaven right now. As she was working through The Shadow Rising, which is a much longer book than any of Mm -hmm. these first three, she's like, I might need to take a break after this one. I mean, this has been a lot of wheel of time. But by the time she finished, she was like, "Uh, heck no, where's that next book? It moved right (laughs) into Fires of Heaven. Because again, it doesn't have such a wrap up at the end. It's like, clearly you must move forward. I still can't get over the fact that she's even reading them. So the fact that she wants to and is continuing onward. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a very different, uh, you know, kind of structure after this one. But it, it cracks me up because I remember when I first read The Eye of the World. And uh, I, I knew my uncle and, and a couple of my cousins had read them. And I was talking to one of them. I was like, how were there nine books? Which at the time, Winter's Heart was the most recent. I was like, how were there nine books? He's already killed the Dark One. <laughs> and, and, and then, yeah, he just kind of laughed at me. Yeah. And he's like, ah, yeah, you should you should keep reading it. Uh... Raffo, as they say, yes. Yep. Any other thoughts of stuff that struck you as particularly a different tone or just, wow, this is a big change between Dragon Reborn and the first two books? Rand's insanity is built up a lot Mm. more in this book. Uh, I think that's part of why Robert Jordan wanted to reduce the amount of page time Rand gets. He wants you to be worried about him. He wants you to wonder what's going on inside Rand this whole time. And that doesn't work if you're in Rand's point of view for the Mm -hmm. whole book, like you are in Eye of the World and Great Hunt. Mm -hmm. And so I I think the tone of the book is a bit darker, a bit more like intimately dark. Like Great Hunt has some full on like horror moments, you know, like Fane nailing the Merdral to the barn door and things like that. But this one has a more intimately dark feel because you're worried about the main character in a way Mm -hmm. you haven't been through the first two. If yeah. anything, the previous book there with those moments has little vignettes of horror, whereas this takes an actual darker tone for the entire book. Yeah, yeah and I feel um, when and we you see that even with the woman and their whole Black Aja quest has that suspicion, paranoia, and da- real danger in something yeah. that's completely not connected mm-hmm. to our other characters. Yeah. I think what we do get of Rand too is very like, it's not confused. Well, it's almost confusing some of it. Like you can tell Rand's in, not in a good place. And from his point of view, things, the story is a little bit of a, it's a little bit confusing at points of like what's actually going on with him. He doesn't seem to be well in a, in a great place mentally. So I think that also adds to it because like exactly what Drew said, like when you do get Rand, you're getting these weird, bizarre little, little clips of him. And you're like, what's going on with him? And then that's it. Then it, then you don't go back to him and you're wondering like, when am I going to get to a ranch? You're like flipping through the book. When am I going to get to a ranch chapter? What's going on? Is he okay? Yeah. yeah. You get him like waking up from nightmares and you get him being chased by dark hounds and dark yeah. friends and gray men. And, and so every, every time you get one of those points of view, 
you can't catch your breath with him. Yeah. Because he's mm. on the run. He's he's not only running to something, but he's running from something. And and that just ratchets up the tension throughout the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To uh in a, in the sense of our podcast where we're spoiler light, you know, we'll see we'll tell you now if you're a first time reader. Looking ahead, this book foreshadows a little bit what will happen to some other characters. We had a lot of time to say, where's Rand in this book? Well, there's so many plot lines developing. You'll have your time to say, where's so-and-so in other books? (laughs) Trust us. It happens. All right. I have a quick fire question for you now. (laughs) Now, for our watchers and listeners, quick fire means we're not going to talk about these. This is just something they can easily give us an answer. We're just going to go around and see what do you think? And what this one is, then, I'm asking is, from The Dragon Reborn, which point of view character did you enjoy reading the most? So, Matt, Alan, you go first Matt, in this one. Oh, sorry, Matt. I just said it, Matt. Matt. <laughs> Matt. Matt. It's oh, all three of the top give us Matt. Yeah. Drew, Matt. Joe, Alan, give us Matt. Zach, yep. yeah. what did you all say? All around, it's Matt. It's yeah. the first time we get him. <laughs> yep. And we, well, we are so boring, because I'm a Matt guy for sure as well. <laughs> Unanimous. <laughs> This is Matt's and book. If, I mean, yeah, just 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 between the him getting healed and then also the fight between uh, Galad and Gawain and then with Tom, you know, and all the mm-hmm. stuff with the with with the luck starting to really really ramp up and oh, yeah, yeah. Just, there's just a lot of good Matt and the fireworks. And there's so can't much, the fireworks. <laughs> right? There's so much that happens with Matt that has series long impacts and consequences that were just mm-hmm. little things thrown in with Matt here, but. They're huge. Mm-hmm. Every last mm-hmm. one of them. We had a tough time talking about Matt in our podcast through the Dragon Reborn because there was so much we wanted to say that we can't say yet. <laughs> can't say. Just this is important. Oh, yeah, this is important. Hey, this is important. Oh, again and again and again. Yeah, I bit my tongue a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question for more full discussion. Many have heard that Robert Jordan's initial plan was perhaps just to write a trilogy. You know, and that kind of seems to make sense the way these books are structured. Although by the time he actually published the third book, that change had completely, you know, was completely changed from that plan. So along the lines, though, of understanding this was maybe the original thought. I mean, fantasy trilogy was already a thing. The Wheel of Time does really open up differently in book four. Mm -hmm. We've already alluded to that a little bit, and we're not going to dig into that much yet. But the question is, What elements of the world building that does happen now in The Dragon Reborn that Robert Jordan did manage to slip in have really significant additions, uh, impacts throughout the rest of the series? Again, without telling why, just for a first-time reader particularly, what was emphasized in The Dragon Reborn that they definitely don't want to forget about? This is probably really small in this book, but definitely way later. It's important. Eludra um, gets introduced and she's the one that has the fireworks and gives the fireworks to Matt. So mm-hmm. one of those. Yeah. yeah. There's a super minor say... character in this story, but uh, pay attention because, yeah. I mean, we actually met her in The Great Hunt. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. We got more of her here for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. then just, as you say, the introduction of fireworks and Matt's discoveries of what fireworks can do. Yeah. Tremendous yeah. impact later in the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say there are three that leap out to me, and Eludra and the Fireworks was one of them. The other two mm-hmm. are Balefire and the World of Dreams. I was going to even say Kalendor too, because and that one, yeah, <laughs> Kalendor, like just like Eludra, Kalendor comes and goes, you know, throughout the series. So, mm-hmm. and Kalendor feels obvious because it's like feels like it was the point of the book, mm-hmm. 
But the reason I think you need to pay attention to it is not something that you can necessarily see until you've reread. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's very yeah. mysterious. It, it you yes. know, the reason it's reason for being there, and it, it's you think it's just there as a like a sword in the stone type deal, and man's <laughs> gonna run around and just use this thing and destroy everything with it. But that's not its purpose necessarily. Also, right? for the first time, also for the first time, we get really serious Aiel. I mean, I know Aiel has been, yes. we've met Aiel in the great hunt where, um, was it urine comes in and talks to them, the great hunt, mm -hmm. but here we meet Gaul, we meet Avienda, we meet Rourke. We meet a lot of really important Aiel and that, and we start to actually flesh out some of the Aiel culture that had been hinted to in previous books, but here you get to see a lot more of it. So that's right. Um, yeah. I mean, we had IU mentioned in the wheel of time. We got to see a little mm -hmm. couple different instances in the great hunt, but yeah, totally opens up in the dragon reborn and get used to IU. They're not yeah. going away. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, yeah. I was going to say too, and you know, though you might, you probably don't like her now if you've only read up to the dragon reborn, but Fael, um, is introduced in this book. Yeah. Oh, you might not like her after many other books too. It's possible. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't going to spoil anything. But you Jay. might love her, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Some there are do. some who do, and I, I even would say I'm more of a Fael fan, not diehard, but like, nah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. One other thing I'd say not to sleep on because we get to see a glimpse of it in this book, and that's tower politics. Yeah, we get some mm -hmm. good tower stuff. I like yep, the, the uh, you know Elaine and Nynaeve and Egwene in the tower. I, I enjoy a lot of that behind the scenes tower stuff going on too. That's really good. Um, and the Black Aja what? too, mm -hmm. right? right? This is where we really get into Black Aja a lot, like a lot more. Like in the first book, yeah. they're not even existent. In the second book, there's a little bit. You get that like basically that little clip. It's just really Leandrin, right? In the second book, is that the only one yeah, we really get? Kind of, the yeah. third book is where we really get into Black Aja, which is really right. fascinating and interesting that plays out through the entire series. I'd really say, now, that, while that could have been a trilogy, this book really has so many different threads and pieces that start as like the start of something. Mm -hmm. And so it mm -hmm. was the intent of, when he wrote this one, there's going to be more. And so we put yes. these seeds in the ground to pay mm -hmm. off later. Yeah, by the time I the World came out, uh, it was already planned for six books. Like he, mm -hmm. he came to Tom Doherty, you know, with his proposed outline. He said, it'll be a trilogy. And Tom Doherty was like, let's give you a six book deal. <laughs> and then I think it was around uh, Fires of Heaven or Lord of Chaos that he was like, ah, actually it's going to be eight. And then it became 11. He was like, we'll just keep writing checks. Whatever. 12. And <laughs> then it became 14. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm There's sure Tom Doherty was part jumps... of that too. He probably said, he probably said, Robert, we, let's make it, make it a little bit longer. Come on, yeah. add yeah. some more books into there. These books are selling. Great. Selling. Keep it going. Yeah. One so, other yeah, thing that's referenced <laughs> in The Dragon Reborn that I want to highlight is, is really big to remember is this is the first time we get mentioned, and it happens a couple different times, that there is a way to turn a channel. Yes. Oh, yes. There, that's going to be really significant. That won't go away. It's not going to be like in your face a lot, but don't forget it. It gets forgotten. Biggest Chekhov's guns. Yeah. <laughs> it is a Chekhov gun. Oh, yeah. Way, way later payoff. And, and then yes. way later. Also, I think it's this book. Is this when we first get Dyson, Matt said? Uh, yes. No. Oh, yes. Yes. He, doesn't, yes. he doesn't hear oh. the dice in his head until later. Yeah, wait. Drew's read these books okay. more. We must listen. Okay. Go ahead, Drew. Um, okay. He, this is when the. <laughs> Sorry. The, I uh, um, yeah, this is when his luck runs rampant, but he yes. doesn't start hearing the dice until, I believe, Lord of Chaos. 
I'm gonna yeah. actually or maybe hop fires in of heaven. And hesitantly, because I know chat will come at me for this, correct you, Drew. One of Ooh. the chapters in the Dragon Reborn does end with him making some comment about he feels like there are dice that are so, spinning. And so it's not a direct saying, but it yes. is kind of. Uh, when he's leaving Tarvalon, he, no, he it's has in this... here already, I think. Really? Is it? I thought it was in Tarvalon when so. he... Um... It's either that or when he makes the wager in Camelin against... Komar. Komar. Komar, but ultimately Gabriel. Because it... I know the dice don't stop. We don't get a scene in this book where he's no. like, something happens and the dice stop rattling Correct. in his head. The first time that happens, I believe, is when he walks into the Wandering Woman. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I just thought they started rattling, but I, I knew they hadn't stopped yet. But... <laughs> Did you find it, Dad? I saw you pull out a book. No, no, I gave up. I picked up the book, I gave up. No, no, no. I'm not going to make people wait for Wells to search through the books. <laughs> there is one I do more wanna, thing I, I want to mention from chat. Yep. They mention uh, specific characters the first time we really see them. We're going to see them more often. That's Gaul. Yeah. Um, Gaul's great. We love Gaul. But then, even tied in with that, don't forget about Gnome. Gnome, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gnome. The wolf brother in Jara. Yeah. So, that is another good one to remember. Absolutely. So, I did, I did look it up real fast. According to Dragon Mount, in the Dragon Reborn, right after being healed from the Tainted Shadow log off, Matt begins to feel the sensation of dice tumbling in his head. So, it's right then. There like it he is. First, first wakes up in Tarvalon. So, this is before he escapes. Yeah. So, Drew's going to check his book now. I didn't go to the book. I just went to Dragon Mount. So, I don't know. That could be, it's on the forum. <laughs> it could be inaccurate. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> Wow. I want to, while Drew's looking that up, I want to drag in one other question from the, the chat. We've got Jordan putting in here that six book model in mind that was kind of thought of as this book was being written. Was Rand's insanity ramped up faster than might have been if the length of the series was known back then? What Can do you I think? go first? I, I have a thought. Yes, Zach, um, go ahead. You don't have to raise sorry. your hand. It's not class. I've been really <laughs> jumping at the bit for this one. Because I think it's a really amazing job that Robert Jordan did by taking Rand mostly out of the book for this so that he has plausible deniability. Because looking back on it, I look at this and go, it's partially that, but it's also like 90% sleep deprivation. Rand is going through all this journey and he's not sleeping. And if he is, it's not well. Yeah. And that causes insanity in and of itself. And he's alone too, don't forget. So he's, mm -hmm. he's alone with his thoughts, right? There's nobody there to ground mm -hmm. him. So True. he's just probably thinking the worst. And so is Rand going insane? Yes. Is it taint insane? Maybe. Mm, yeah. It's more like uh, stress maybe, right? Like stress induced. Could be. Um, could being, be. being alone with all these thoughts in his head, all these, I mean, if to put, try to put yourself in his shoes, even if there was no taint, you'd probably be a little mentally unstable at this point. Good possibility. Like it. Well, Drew, do you have an answer for us? <laughs> I have I have read the first five pages of the chapter that Matt wakes up and there's no mention of okay. this in his head. So it might be a wrong quote from Dragon Mount. Yeah. And that's my fault. <gasps> I think we're just happens. so fast. <laughs> I thought it was All later right. on when he goes out and he's gambling to get money to leave Tarvalon. I thought it happened. But... Yeah, I'm pretty sure like when he when he gets on the ship, maybe that maybe. chapter ends with him like thinking about how the memory of dice rolling is in his head or something like that. Let's sure. see the woman of Tanchi got the first ship. 
you know, and if the research team in the chat wants to look through all this too and help us out, please do. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll take Proud help and, and information from anywhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to derailing podcasts. It's fine. Just <laughs> <laughs> Well, tangent is the art of podcasting, is it not? That's true. Okay. I'm going to move us on, though, to the next thing I have here. And this is a trivia question. So Ooh. we're going to have a couple trivia questions here. And chat, you're welcome to jump in with an answer, too. But for our guests here today, and Zach, you're included in this because you okay. don't know the answer. You need to have something to write on. So if you don't have a piece of paper or something with a pen or something, you'll be able to hold up to the screen. You came um, to the wrong person. Do. This is where I D&D. You think I don't have something to make notes? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to ask a question. You'll have some time to think about it. Literally, I'll give you 10 seconds and write down your answer. And then at that point, we'll just have everybody hold their answer up to the screen. And we'll, we'll see what we all have. So here's the question. Randall Thor massively dominates the character point of view in the eye of the world. He still has the majority POV in The Great Hunt. Now, there are many others given points of view segments in The Great Hunt, but only Egwene actually cracks more than 10%. It's still Rand over 50% of The Great Hunt. Now, as we've already said, this really changes in The Dragon Reborn. So who do you believe has the greatest percentage of POV when measured by word count? Okay, so 10 seconds. Drew's like, Looks Drew like loves trivia. Writing. Drew, I mean, <laughs> we got Jordan Con and Drew, you won the trivia, didn't you? I know Jordan I've Con. seen this. I also know I'm not necessarily going to get it right. I have no idea. I'm just okay. guessing on this one. And I'll give credit. 99%. The statistics, this, this is really close on who it is. The statistics I took from came from a Wheel of Time wiki at what.fandom.com. Okay? So hold up your answer. What do you think? And we'll try to make sure we can see. All right, Alan's got Nynaeve, Joe has Matt, Drew has Perrin, Zach has Perrin. The answer is actually Egwene. Really? Whoa. I was born 33% Egwene. Perrin is 31%. So yeah, they are wow. like side by side. I thought that they evenly distributed it. between the girls, so I wasn't it's sure. I was close. like, I kind of I kind of wrote them off because I thought we got like yeah. Egwene, Elaine, and Nynaeve perspectives. <clears throat> You know, we still don't get that much of Nynaeve's perspective yeah. yet. We get True. Egwene talking about yeah. Nynaeve. I mean, she's in it a lot, right. but mm. Nynaeve herself, huh. that kind of has to wait till later on in the series. Yeah, that surprises right. me that she had more than Perrin. Huh. I, I want to say... Equal in my head, and so it was a... I flipped a coin, basically. <laughs> yeah. We did have three in the chat who nailed it. Good job. None of us got it, but way to go. <laughs> I'll take it. Chat will always know more than us. That yeah. is just a yes. constant in life. <laughs> Next question for us to talk about here, then. I'm pretty sure we've all watched season one of The Wheel of Time on Amazon now. What's that? That's a given, right? Yeah. Okay. Never seen it. <laughs> Speculation <laughs> has it that the second season will cover elements of both The Great Hunt and The Dragon Reborn. What is one element of the Dragon Reborn you really hope to see in the TV show? And what is one element you'd be happy to see eliminated or adapted beyond recognition? So you can answer both of those right away. You can just throw an answer to one or the other right away. What do you really want to see from the Dragon Reborn? And what do you hope to not see? 
I want to see the infiltration of the stone tier with Matt, with them climbing up the side of the stone with Matt and Rand and the Aiel. I want to see that. I want to see Matt kick some ass with a bow. With him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Cowan and Galad scene, yes. man. That would be great. <laughs> want to see that? I think I want to see Gaul and Perrin fight the White Cloaks. I'm not sure they're going to keep that, but mm. I like where we are in the show right now. Perrin has reason to hate the White Cloaks, but the White Cloaks don't have as much reason to hate Perrin as they do in the books mm-hmm. because he doesn't kill two of the children for killing Hopper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so we need something from the other side to make that series-long conflict really drive. Although if you go with the, the perspective that Valda is not dead, that he was just wounded in the TV episode, mm-hmm. he saw Perrin as something not human, something evil, and this man obsesses. So that yeah. alone yeah. could have the White Cloaks driven to chase down, hunt down Perrin. Yeah, I think they could play if, up that part of the if world. If they do that, yeah, but like Valda, if they make Valda Perrin's opposite instead of Bornhold and Bayar, if they completely write them out, they're going to have to dramatically change Galad's, you know, because Valda can't be dealing with Galad and, you know, yeah. like he, he can't, you know, like. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to say this without spoiling things. Yeah, I see the struggle <laughs> at once. You know, yeah. like we we see Galad in in the Dragon Reborn reading the White Cloak's book. And we see Valda outside Tarvalon. And mm-hmm. we see the pressure on Tarvalon that Valda is putting on them. Mm-hmm. Perrin is not part of that. And so like Perrin needs he needs the White Cloaks for his character arc. And I'm not sure how they can make Valda do both of those things. I think what you could do is, right, we can still get Jeff from Bornhold dying, right? Like he does at the end of The Great Hunt. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that could be blamed on Perrin by Fane, right? Who does, it's Fane, I think, right, who plants that seed. And, uh, and... It's it's Jarrett Byar. Oh, it's Byar, um, yeah. Yeah. And technically. That's, I'm sorry, it's Byar, yeah. So we can, we can maybe get point. Fane doing it, though. So Fane plants that seed, and we could still get Dane Bornhold, and we could have mm-hmm. Fane whispering in Dane Bornhold's ear that Perrin was responsible for his father dying, and we can still get that, you know, Bornhold versus Perrin. Possibly. something... Okay. I'm okay with them leaving out. And I, I, I've i hinted at this before. I'm okay if Fael gets left out of the next season. <laughs> I don't think she should be left out, period. But I don't think it makes sense to parent his arc and having had a wife who died and being so important to him to have Fael already in season two. That's going to be crazy how they do. Yeah, I don't. That's so tough. That's I don't know point. what they're doing with that. You can't I have him just kill his wife gonna... and then... The, the first season, he's all into they, another woman. They can really <laughs> condense our, our our cut out the first third of the Dragon Reborn, where they just sit in the mountains mm-hmm. and not really doing anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting messengers. Although, <laughs> Although that there only are some... really works if they if they choose to again can't spoil the future, but if they choose to leave out a major story plot that involves one of those guys he's hanging out with in the mountains. Are you following yeah, me there? Could, well, could, someone yeah, who doesn't go out. with them. Yeah, yeah. You and I, I talked, Dad, about soldier. having potentially the big battles at the end of book two and book three being one big battle. And if that's the case, somehow, 
I don't know exactly what they would do to do it, but kind of condensing that into one fight, the aftermath from it with that one character that you're speaking of could kind of be there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I'm referencing, of course, the one who's not Uno. The other one? Yeah. Oh, he's cast okay. in season two. Okay. He's cast. Yeah, he is cast in season two. Masima's All right, so they have to character. have been in the Selma books. elements there, but yeah. Tossing now, back to our previous question, uh, we do have Emmeline saying she found a reference to Matt's head dice in chapter 52. He could feel the dice tumbling inside his head. That's down in tier, right? Uh, I said that, yeah, right? Yeah, it's got to be. Mm-hmm. That's got to be. Um, chapter 52 is, yes, in search of a remedy. Yeah, when he's looking for a... But it doesn't Way to stop. go, Emmeline. Coming through no, it never for stops. us. Yeah. You're right. It doesn't stop. I think I remember now my reread, mm-hmm. like the reading the dice start and I'm waiting for them to stop and they never stopped. <laughs> I just was like, did, did I miss that? I'm just really glad to maybe not they, be crazy on that one. Maybe they stopped during a loud explosion and therefore he was distracted and didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> Fireworks uh, distracted him. All right. Um, one thing I'd like to see eliminated, not in uh, episode two or three, is any more tidal waves. Oh, wait, they weren't in the Dragon Reborn. That's right. But no more tidal waves, please. None. Oh, I hated that. I hated that. I can't. We're not going to go into that now. We have a different episode. We talk about that. I have a possibly <laughs> uh, controversial one that I think they can easily cut. Um, okay. okay. Matt's gambling sequence in Tarvalon. I think that works way better inside his head as a mm-hmm. you know limited third person point of view than it would on screen it's better like, on the page than the screen yeah. unless it's done through like a weird fever fugue montage that lasts all of 20 seconds exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> to like okay. some some upbeat music a matt gambling montage and jim not to mean to go back but you know if the sean chan didn't put a tidal wave then how are they supposed to be the watchers of the waves <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> they could do like a um they could do like they in 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 the hangover the watcher of the wave a, of the they could wave. Do a gambling montage like they did in in the hangover or something mm-hmm. similar to that <laughs> let's get the white stripes playing in the background and matt gambling you know have all the numbers like going on yeah the numbers going if by. it doesn't make us feel like we've taken something did they really do their job right <laughs> Okay, let, let's move on to something else here. I'm sure glad the Shantan took out that little girl. Okay, never mind. I gotta <laughs> let go of it. Gotta, gotta move on. We're gonna play a game. Okay, time for a game break. Now, people in chat, you can play along with this too, but the rest of us, we have to ignore the chat. Don't look at the chat because you don't want to see the answer. But this is where you're gonna need your die. We're gonna play a little game of unscramble where I'm gonna put up a scrambled word up on the screen. It might be a phrase. These will all be things drawn directly from the Dragon Reborn. Okay, so it could be a person, it could be a place, it could be a thing, but it's all something of some significance in the Dragon Reborn. Okay, so you're each going to have three turns as we work through it. So when it's like Drew's turn, the rest of us don't say anything, but you can be trying to figure it out in your head. And you get 10 seconds to say what you think it is. When 10 seconds is up, if you haven't had the answer, the rest of us can blurt whatever we want. Okay, so everybody just try. There are no points and lots of points for this game. You can all win and lose, and it's all funny points, and nothing matters. We're just going to have some fun. But the order that these are in, I'm going to tell you, honestly, absolutely, some of these are fairly simple, and some of them are mind-blowingly hard. And the (laughs) order is all preset. So the die determines what order you're going through these now. 
Okay. So you each have a die. Now, I invited our guests to bring whatever die, a D6, a, a D20, whatever they had. And we're going to roll these. And the highest number goes last and works our way backwards. So, you know, Can I roll a D4? Gotta make, whoever gets the lowest is going to end up going first. So oh, no. uh, what did what did you bring to road, roll, Drew? <laughs> what do you have? What do you I have? I have a D10. I right, see. So he's got pretty good shot of being in the middle of the road. Uh, anyone have a D6 with them here for this? Right a pretty here, common die. Right okay, here, Alan's got a yeah. D6. Zach, you've got a D6. I brought a D4. Uh, Joe, what, just oh, um, D4. <laughs> you tricked me, Jim. You tricked me. <laughs> Joe, what do you have? What do you roll? I have with? a D I have a D30 here, everybody. All right, all right. You gotta, no, die. you gotta hold that up. I'm pretty sure most people have not even heard of a D30. Look at that right. thing. <laughs> But it does still have a one on it, so you oh, might end up gosh. being, you know, playing well, a 30 early. On it too. So, oh, I'll, I'll right, be so... kind to Joe. I'll roll a d20 to balance it out. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All you gentlemen, please roll your die. We're gonna hear the rolling, rattling in our heads. Oh my god! I rolled a. Four. Did you roll a thirty? <laughs> oh. I rolled a four. four. Right, I rolled four. a six. Oh, Alan got a four. So I'm last at an eight. I got a six. All right, so we've got Zach, Drew, and now Joe and Alan, you got to roll again. It's uh, just to oh, okay. decide which of you is third, which of you is fourth. 22. Three. <laughs> All right, so Alan, you're third. Joe, you are definitely last. There was no other way well, that was happening. Second. I, oh, man, I should have just came out with the coin and said I only have a D2. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have a Mobius strip. I'm rolling a D1. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so again, Zach, Drew, Joe, Allen. That's the order. That, no, I said that wrong. Uh, Zach, totally backwards. Drew, Allen, Joe. No. no? Yeah, but backwards, though. Allen, Joe, Drew, me. Yes. Allen, Joe, Drew, me. Got it. Okay, I'm going to move you into the screen that way so I can remember. Allen, Joe, Drew, me. Well, you, Zach. Zach. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'll show you what this looks like now, everyone. When I add this to our view. So there get we this go. Right. We, we get all 10 see seconds it. on our one, and then everyone else can just blurt. It says it says it's scramble. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Did I win? Did I win? Alan wins. <laughs> okay. So once the word appears, Alan, you have 10 seconds. And I'm going to be uh, using the little counter that I see on our screen that says live. I'm just going to watch the 10 seconds tick along on there. So uh, once that's up, I'll go, eh. If you haven't guessed yet, anyone can blurt. And again, don't look in the chat in case I'm they horrible, are guessing. Please. And if you're listening so, to this later, most of this makes very little sense to you. But you'll hear us at our frustration. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Here's the first one, Alan. And time begins now. Wow. Um, oh, I know it. <laughs> Balefire. Yep. He's got it. Ding, 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 ding. Balefire. Now, if I'd been really smart, I would have then put as the next slide the correct spelling, but I didn't think that ah. far ahead. So trust us. <laughs> I definitely that was, was Balefire. Well done. Fryblay was a really valid option. <laughs> Fryblay. And we do have Balefire from Jordan. There's a little delay in the comments. So actually, if they're putting it in, we may not see it until we've already had our 10 seconds up. That works out pretty well. Because since Jordan put Balefire, I'm assuming he didn't write it after you gave the answer. I'm going to give him <laughs> faith that he, he was with us. All right, Joe, you get this next one. And here we go. Holy shit. 
Holy shit is not the correct answer. Something's uh something. Anybody? I'm working on it. I'm looking at the chat to see if anybody gets it here. It is a place. Is it? We get to it's in Ilian. Is it easing the badger? It is easing the badger. Which I was trying to make the letters work, and I was like, I couldn't tell. Okay. Nice. That was a good one. All right, Drew, we're up to you now. And here your 10 seconds begins now. Anybody? It is a person. Jarrett Byar. No, 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 no. That's what I thought too, but yeah. So are it's female. Are the letter numbers correct for each word? Yes. Joy Joya 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 Byar. Yeah. Yes, one of our black Aja sisters. So I I was trying to make it work where like the letters in the first word were scrambled from just that word and the second and that is scrambled across both words. No, no, no. They are correct. Yeah, yeah, because Joya, the Y is in the second word, but the Y is in Joya. So, like, it's a complete scramble. It's not a scramble oh, within yes. the words. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Uh, but I gave you the right mm, number of letters. You did. I gave you that. Thank so, you. five letters, four letters. I probably should yeah. have clarified that. <laughs> this might be the only one where I mixed it like that. Like, I didn't no, do that yeah, using the badger. But, was. Uh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, it was, it was good for using the badger. I think um, using the badger was right. Yeah. Question. Anyways. <laughs> Is Joya Bayar in any way li- related to the other Bayars? Like Jared, we know that. Yeah, uh, different spelling. So, oh, okay. Um, I, I, I can't tell how it's spelled here and now. They might have I changed their name. The same, actually. When Joya. they came over from. Oh yeah, oh, no, maybe right. it is. Maybe it's spelling. a distant cousin. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's give our next one. This one is for Zach. Oh no! And we have ten seconds starting now. Um. Um, it's an item. It keeps looking like Hedgehog. Hedgehog is it? Hedgehog, oh, the hedgehog. hedgehog. A rather significant item. Alan, we're moving back to you now. Oh, Everyone gets three of them, so here's your <laughs> second one. Starting now. Profit. No, no, it's not T. Um, mm, um, Anyone? Hopper. Hopper. That's right. Sorry, I was nasty on this by making it look like profit without the T. That kind yeah. of screws with the brain. It yeah, does. It did. That was intentional. <laughs> like, profit yes. does. <laughs> but good old Hopper. Uh, we might want to remember Hopper for future books. He I might, mean, maybe. He might be around. Yeah, might be significant. Who knows? Poor All right, Joe, probably. here's your next one. Go for it. The traitor. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it's clearly the traitor. I got it. Uh, uh, anyone? The darter. The darter. That's uh, right. The boat. That, that blazing fast ship. Not that. Which boat is the darter? Is that the one Egwin and Eve? The Egg- really mm-hmm. slow one. That the one they pick up in Jureen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just the bar. Ironically named. Yeah. By the way, it's still the traitor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Drew, here we go. 
Is this one word or two, two words? words? And they're not blended. Okay. Anyone? These are beings. Merdral? The many? last one, Merdral? I think the last yeah. one might be, but are you missing an R or something for like 13 Merdral? Well, it is no, 13, 13 Merdral. No, 13 Merdral. Am oh, I just yeah, yeah, spelling wrong in my brain? You're spelling wrong You're in your brain. You're just spelling wrong All in the your letters brain. for 13 are there, and I'm just dumb. They are. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Skeeter's got this one in the chat. I see we did have a few who got Hopper, uh, but he's got 13 Merdral. Way to go, Skeeterish. Well done. I thought that one was going to be easy because I thought, man, I'm not even hiding Merdral. It looks like Merdral even messed up. Yeah. I was wrong. I was apparently. stuck on the first word. I didn't even mm-hmm. like start looking at the second one. <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> hell is this? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Something significant about 13 Merdral. I think I'm All just right, bad at spelling 13. Zach, here you go. Uh... Nope. Mm-mm. Um it, it's a person. Gabriel. Yes. Gabriel. 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 Sorry, Gabriel. Yeah. Good. Lord yeah. Gabriel. Is it an A E in Gabriel? Yeah, it is. Yeah. G-A-E-B-R-I-L. Yeah, Gabriel. Gerbils. Gerbils. Nice. Things for later in the cheeks. One more time around for everybody. Alan, here you go. Um, got it no of uh um yeah i got it yep yeah mistress of the the kitchens kitchens. yeah i kept thinking mistress of the ships and i'm like it's not ships at the end there (laughs) mistress of the chickens (laughs) yeah i do kind of see chickens there so alan it's a lot easier to keep thinking when everyone starts going i got it I got it. Yeah. Got it. yeah. So easy. I mean, is it I'm intentionally like... heckling? Maybe. Yeah. Your brain just starts going, man, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, your last one. Here we go. Oh. Mm. No, I keep seeing swore mm. there. Uh, Frick swore. <laughs> Curse swore. Anyone? It's an item. Or items, actually. Um, anybody in chat? Anybody got it? Fireworks. Yes. Oh Fire- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fireworks. Nice. Pretty significant one for this book, and maybe more. All right, Drew. Here's your last one. You really went to great lengths, Jim, to make these look like words mm-hmm. already. Thief catcher. Yep. He nails nice. it. Yes, nice. it is. And thank you for noticing, Joe. I was trying to make it kind of tough. Yes. You were <laughs> so, no, hey, mean. It's, it's in your brain. That's and then okay. You can't grain it out. But Thief Catcher it is. Nice. We, we cannot overcome Drew. All right, Zach, your last one. <laughs> okay, so this should be easy, right? But like, will should I get be. it? Nope. Oh, I know. Nice it. and short. I think. Oh, it's <laughs> green. There he gets it, Zareen, a name Which that we I will refuse to ever think of her as. I yeah, like how you made. Our, did you purposely make Fayil look like a Nazier? 
<laughs> no, but you know, you bring to it what's in your head, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you, because you, clearly you want us to think that Fahil is a Nazi. <laughs> Jordan did get that one in the chat. So good job. All right. Let me pull those out of there now. Good job. Good sports guys playing along with us here. It's a strange right. way to spell Mandarb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I just want to, for the next question, it's kind of a geeky fanboy type of question. Just this book is so full of great moments. What's some of the best ones for you? What did you just absolutely love? Matt taking out Komar and Tyr. I love it. Oh. Like, when, even though he's using weighted dice, they still, you know, land in Matt's favor. And Komar's like, what the heck? You know, <laughs> that, that's a great yeah. scene. Yeah. One of those and when just he just like drops it on, moments. you know, yeah. where he, he so casually shares, I, I know who you are and why you're here. Yep. He, he even hooks him into, you know, and if you've done anything to those girls and he's like, I haven't even touched them yet. Wait a second. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that was... <clears throat> Matt Great making scene. a bomb out of fireworks. Yeah. Blowing <laughs> yeah. the crap. That he had no <laughs> idea what he was doing. Just shove think, it all in there and light it on fire, see what happens. Yeah, it's like totally like a kid, right? That's like a, a like a 12-year-old boy right there. Oh yeah. Um Matt's got a lot of good ones. I think we talked about it before when him he fights Galad and Gowan and you know just beats mm -hmm. the crap out of them, even though he and, and he's like not even at hundred percent strength. Right. But I like when they're captured in tier and Egwene goes into the uh into Teller and Riyadh and shields is it is it Joya? I don't even remember who she shields now. It's yes, two yes, people. Joya. The first one is Joya, Joya and another. Then Amigo. Yeah, that's a really awesome moment, and that's like one of those like expansions of Teleran Riyadh scenarios where you really start getting ideas of what can happen in there and mechanics of Teleran Riyadh and channeling within Teleran Riyadh. Awesome. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, we've got some good ones being dropped into the chat. I like uh, how Cheyenne. That was just one that I wanted to mention. One. Just I, I have a. <laughs> I have one of my like low key favorites in the whole series is when Matt is like sneaking into the palace and he, you know, he first, he overhears Komar and, and mm -hmm. Robin talking and then, uh, and then he runs into Talon for, and, uh, <laughs> you know, he's like, how did you come into this garden? Elber's on the main gates. He's a fool, but he would never let anyone wander loose in the palace. And you know, Matt insults the guy and he's like, you know, uh, he grew angry when I when he learned I had come from Tarvalon, and he wouldn't even give me a chance to show the letter or mention the daughter heir's name. He said he would address arrest me if I did not go. So I climbed the wall, that bloody garden wall again. The office yes. muttered, "It should be built <laughs> three mm -hmm. times so high." <laughs> <laughs> Love you know, it. Matt does have a lot of good moments in here. I enjoyed that moment in when he and Julian are fighting inside, fighting their way down to the cells, and he accidentally takes out another High Lord. High just Lord by Darlin. putting his yeah. no, he oh, already oh, taken no, out no, Darlin, and then another one. His shoulder the takes shoulder, out the yeah. next one. <laughs> Dang, yeah, that was fun. What else? Uh, I want to uh, highlight Perrin, especially at the end, actually getting some time to be a badass in Teleron Riyadh. Is it controlled? Absolutely not, but it's really fun to see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Even him working right when he goes and works the forge for that mm -hmm. one guy and makes and the guy gives him the hammer which is another thing that we didn't mention that's kind of important yep. down the road. Significant. That's yes. a huge significant moment that we kind of forgot about. Yeah, that's a cool scene too when he's just, th you know, thinking his way through things, working at the forge. 
feeling a little bit mm-hmm. of a little taste of home and who he is. Right. Uh, I also really like the scene where the Wonder Girls have been captured and they're breaking out uh, from the brigands. Uh, oh, yeah. There is a beautiful line from Robert Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know, they Egwene like channels into the lock. Mm-hmm. It says the chain fell to the floor. The Merdral staring at it snarled and the outer door swung open black veiled death flowing in from the night that yes. is just <laughs> yes that is yeah. some writing right there yeah that is an awesome scene yeah that somebody i know some people have argued and theorized that Nynaeve, i think it's Nynaeve, uses balefire in that scene she does she, she does, does. It is 100 yeah. mm-hmm. she has okay. no idea what she's done but Egwene knows what she's done she okay. recognizes it from her it, own, you know. Vision. Is that technically then the first use of Balefire in the, sh- uh, in the series? Rand uses it against Dark Hounds earlier Oops. in the book. Okay. Okay. But yeah, the. Let's see if I can Skeeter's find got Balefire a good one he tosses in here, too. This moment of humor. I busted out loud laughing the first time I read this <laughs> with Perrin and Fail or Zareen at that point. She's. My name is Mandarb. Yeah. Perrin yeah. <laughs> yeah. laughs. Yeah. Parent yeah, the, freeing, freeing Gaul was a good, good yeah. little scene. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a great scene. A different dance when he Gaul, Gaul tells it like the real story of what happened. Yeah, to, exactly. To <laughs> like, not with that other guy. That other guy's yeah. story. Yeah. On the flip side, something that is less triumphant and more kind of like morbid. Early in the book, seeing the finality of men's visions with the mm. tinker woman mm. who blood on the face is like, Oh, maybe we stopped it. And then like, no, that she still <laughs> dies. <laughs> this attack still happens mm. was really cool. I don't think we're going to get it in the show, but I think uh, really cool. how, how about the first appearance of uh Shadar Haran Shadar Haran beta version shows up to talk to Jakeem Keridan at the beginning of this book. Oh. Prologue. The prologue. See, there's so much in this book and it's like, ah, trying to remember all of this. You know, the, yeah. the stuff Borst. that happens with Sherium and, yes. and having a gray man show up. Oh, that's right. Bed. The whole gray man that's in the tower. In the book, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. a really great scene. Yeah. I forgot about that part. That was this yeah. book. Okay. <laughs> that's so a much. really cool scene. That's one of those cool, like, <laughs> mystery, is. like, the, those tower scenes. I love those tower scenes because it's... It's like reminiscent, and I won't say reminiscent because I guess that came out beforehand, but it it kind of reminds you of a little bit like Harry Potter type mm. when they're in the tower and it reminds you like, mm. like they're, when they're okay. in Hogwarts. It's like got a very similar vibe to that. And there's, it's like, you know, these three young new uh, women in the tower and they're kind of discovering all these things that are going on around them and like trying to solve mysteries. It could almost have been its own spinoff. Like you could have done a whole spinoff of like Egwene and Nynaeve and Elaine in the tower solving tower mysteries. That's so like is a, the White Tower a... sorority Hogwarts? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, this really highlights the fact there's so much else then that happens in the book. You almost forget that tower mm-hmm. stuff was part of it because it just gets so important, significant, epic. But that stuff was really important. So you have to I mean, we get a test, it. too. Do we get it? Yeah, accept- we get Eggween's accepted test. We did. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's yeah that's another and huge she one gets too. that dream Terion Grial from Varen. Mm-hmm. There's some mm-hmm. real deep significance in that scene that you don't yep. realize for she time uses you read it. it. She uses it at the end of the book to uh, mm-hmm. to go into the world of dreams and say she, basically rescue themselves. She tests mm-hmm. it out earlier and runs into Lanfear. Like mm-hmm. oh the um the old, woman, old right? Sylvie. Yeah. Sylvie. Sylvie yes yeah. yeah. 
Like there's there's all so kinds much. of stuff in this book. So much. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let me shoot another our, our yeah. second quick fire question at you here. So this is a real easy one. We're not gonna go into any <laughs> long talk on this. Just what is your thought? And you can all just blurt out your answers and fight for the, the screen tab. Uh, <laughs> Perrin ends up saving Fail. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's hurt. She's naked and traumatized. Do they end up comforting each other? Yes. And no. yes, that's a euphemism. Uh, before we see them again in the next book, what's your head uh, canon? It, yes. It's not oh, like, expressed in there. Just I don't think they do in time? that scene, but they definitely do between that scene and the beginning of Shadow yep. That's what I'm asking. Yep. They're sharing yeah, a bedroom yeah. at that point, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 they're living together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not everybody but definitely not that, that scene. Yeah, I believe they're totally. Uh, yeah, they don't do it the right there in that to, scene. Uh, you know, hey. Yeah, Perrin is the first one from of the Immense Field Five to lose his virginity. Good for him. You, you could argue Matt yeah, in the books. In the books. You don't think you don't think Matt before they even left Evans Field uh, at some point. The, he was a player. They, <laughs> Matt fools kind of around with books. girls a lot, but Melindra was Matt first. Was she? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so I think that that whole scene that you're talking about, Jim, I think that's definitely going to be in the TV show, and they're going to make that a real. Oh yeah, they scene. can't leave that out. <laughs> <laughs> they might wait till season three, though. My opinion. Yeah, they could. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Another question for us here. Then we mentioned many times now we get very little Rand point of view in this book. But one of the moments along his journey to Tear is uh-huh. when he kills that woman and her retainers, mm-hmm. including the hidden gray man, which first time I read the book, I didn't catch that. I did not know what had happened there. It, it didn't click. I got it the second time. Really? I'm like, oh, oh. yeah. I just, I was confused. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand. That's a gray man. So that's my kind of question. The first time you read it, did you catch that? Did you understand what had happened? Or did you think maybe Rand was just completely losing his mind at that point? Because that's what I thought. He was going nuts. That's all that was. What was your experiences? No, I caught it. Yeah, I remember the first time reading it, I got the gray man aspect because he counted them out and there's an mm-hmm. extra one. Yeah, and it was right after we have like a whole big ex- explanation about gray men with Shirium in the tower. And yeah, like I was always really kind of confused by the fandom's outrage over that scene where I was like, it was obvious she was a dark friend. Like she had a gray man. The mm-hmm. shadow has been chasing and trying to kill Rand yeah. the whole time. He's like off the beaten path. He had just, uh, you know, had this dream where like indistinct shadows are coming at him. Like, yeah, it, I, I never understood why people got so like up in arms over like, Oh, mm-hmm. Rand just murdered 12 people, 13 people. It's like, well, they were about to murder him. They were dark friends. Like I, so yeah. It, it really makes a difference whether you caught comment. it or not as to how you perceive that section for yeah. sure. I definitely exactly. like. I caught the gray man, but I also because I caught the gray man went. Were these people dark friends, or did they just have a gray man that was hiding within them? <laughs> and so, honestly, I haven't read it closely enough going back since to really analyze and feel committed one way or the other. Yeah, it's, I don't yeah. know it's whether like or not they're early dark or not. in the morning. There's confirmed. no reason any like real merchant would be traveling at like one in the morning off the main road with a bunch of armed retainers. Like, but there's to no add, good to add layers here, though, Rand then counts up the bodies as he's 
Come on, this is a little nuts. As he's lining them up, all yeah. bowing towards him. Okay, it's a little disturbing. He's surprised to find one extra body, mm-hmm. which implies he didn't know about Gray Man. He just went mm-hmm. off and slaughtered these people. No, I mean, you could read it that way. They're wrong. Mm-hmm. And so the wrongness, yeah, I was like, I think that's it's the Gray Man. Yeah. See, I didn't he had just had argument. a dream about being attacked by like the mm-hmm. shadow. And, yeah, doesn't he then, try to lash out at Egwene? And Perrin, uh, Perrin. Yes, he did. And Perrin yeah. warns him well, in Egwene the dream. Too. And then Rand wakes up from that. And he's like, so he he's in the mindset of the shadow is attacking me. He's just been warned. And he wakes up and then, boom, in the middle mm-hmm. of the night, sketchy armed people are showing up. And it's like, you know. I can never convince myself fully that this is confirmed yes, they're all dark friends, rather than, we think they're dark friends, they're probably dark friends. It would make sense if they're all dark friends, just because I feel like we never get that final confirmation. So I did not catch the gray man on my first reread, but I did assume that they were dark friends. But I I think regardless of them being dark friends, it was still a brutal scene of him just killing a bunch of people, regardless of them being dark friends. Right. And without um, a lot of information to go on. Yeah. Yep. It, yeah, exactly, Alan. That's the 100%. Like, did you know 100% <laughs> that they were dark friends? Or you just kind of woke up from that dream and was like, the shadow's attacking me. These must be dark friends. See, I'm going to kill first, ask questions right. later. Yeah. This seems a little sketch. <laughs> you know, take them yeah. all out. Yeah. Hmm. All right. It's definitely one of the scenes from the book that people have talked about. There's different perspectives and some debate. Definitely. I've got one last trivia question for us. So if you still got that piece of paper, flip it over or grab another piece of paper. I'm going to shoot one more question at you and you'll all have 10 seconds to write down your answer if you remember it. <laughs> Alan's already given up. <laughs> that was my last sheet. Uh, you know, I a sheet, fresh sheet ready. And uh, people in the chat, get ready. Go ahead and drop your answer in too. Here's the question. Matt Cawthon defeats both Galad and Gawain with his quarterstaff. And Hamar goes on to tell the story of the greatest blade master of all time who was beaten only once by a farmer and his quarterstaff. What was the name of that greatest blade master? All of the trainees knew it. Who was he? 10 seconds. This is indeed trivia. Joe's like, are you kidding? I knew what? you were gonna ask, I knew what the question was gonna be as soon as you started, and I was like, well, I don't know the answer to this one. <laughs> All right, if you have an answer, hold it up to the screen. What do we have? Uh, it starts with a J. It's, got, Jared, it's, but... it's a G yep, yep. or J sound. Drew's got it. Drew's got it. Uh Who Jerome or Jerome. 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 Uh, I'm gonna give it to you, Ger- Alan. That was close. I, Gerard. I was like, it's J something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Joe's answer. I oh, mean, no, no. Why not? Conan. Hey, you know. He-Man. He-Man. But the power of Grayskull. I was going to put Mad Mart again, but I didn't think I could spell it out. And Zach, you were like, yeah. It was a J, and I could clearly in my brain picture that wonderful extra that Amazon Prime did with the artistic style. It was very well done. Yep. But I'm like, do I remember that guy's name? Heck no. Nope. I was thinking the same thing, Zach. I was like, they even did the little uh, Wheel of Time Origins animation of about him and i couldn't they did remember they did another one of those things from this book though that is significant for the future Mm -hmm. to remember how effective someone can be with a quarterstaff especially against a watermelon right zach we've talked about that (laughs) it's a mess all right one last question for us today 
Thinking back to when you first read this book, what were the greatest unanswered questions that you were left with? I don't know if you can remember that now, but do you, can you think of one oh. or two questions where when you hadn't read anything else, you just, I've read The Dragon Reborn and I'm like, what? What was I the deal know. with the- I don't understand. Yeah, we talked about it. We mentioned it, the Gray Man in the White Tower. There was a lot of speculation on that, like yeah. who killed the Gray Man. We had no resolution. Yeah. Well, we know now who it is, but <laughs> we didn't at the time. Yes, but shh. No, I'm we not know. Say. Yeah, that, I remember that. Being I know Emmeline with us in the chat definitely doesn't know. So, <laughs> yeah, that was a huge spec. I remember reading about that on like on the web, on the fan sites and things like that. Speculation on the F the Wheel of Time FAQ, if anyone remembers that. Um, oh, yeah. There was a whole section on that. Mm -hmm. Other big questions you remember having? Does it count to just list a character as a question? Where was Randy? Sure. <laughs> Deline slash Lanfear slash everything with that, especially Delete. with delivering through Bear Lane. Yeah, that, yeah. that letter note. at the end. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. Going, what is she up to? She keeps appearing. That's like second time she appears too. Like at the end of the like you know the Great Hunt, she shows up, and then now she's delivering a letter at the end of this book. It's like that feels like Endgame stuff, but like at my it's... point, I was going, I know there's 14 books. Is a uh, is a Shamael really dead? <laughs> Legit question. Absolutely. <laughs> Not again. I honestly don't remember if I had any like big burning questions. Yeah, I don't. You may have lost either. it in the 39, 40 additional reads since then. <laughs> it's, so it's hard to go back to that first read. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what yeah, you're thinking right. That was twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I, I can't. I can't remember. This point. Part of it might matter of were you able to go to book four immediately after? I was not. Sure. So because I was only 12, like I didn't like I, I got like allowance money occasionally, but I didn't <laughs> I didn't work. I didn't have, you know, like money. I, I do remember it was like June 28th or something like that. I was out running like I was hanging out with my friend Tim and his mom had to run errands and she brought us with him. And she was going to a store that was right next to a Barnes and Noble. And I went into Barnes and Noble while she was doing that. And she came in to find me. And I was like, I had picked up the Shadow Rising and started reading it. And she offered to buy me the book if I could promise that I would finish reading it. And I was like, well, yeah. And, <laughs> and she's like, how about this? I'll buy you the book and you don't have to pay me back if you finish reading it before the 4th of July. And I read it in three days. And, wow. and so like, I will, I will never forget that. <laughs> But I did have to wait a couple of weeks because I couldn't afford to buy the book and the library didn't have it. And it was like, it was really frustrating. Now, Drew started to stinketh over those la those three days, I'm yeah. guessing. There was I, no I time to, given for hygiene. Yeah. You can take a bath and read while you're I, taking a bath. It was summer, wait. so I, like, I had a lot of reading time. I had to wait for the next port. Yeah, because in the middle of the ocean, they don't have yeah. books. Oh, sure, so sure. There you go. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. There's some good questions that the chat's dropping in. The light blinded fool is Rand going to kill Gabriel or Samuel next? Mm. Is that what's going to happen? What's going on? Where are we going? There's a debate about that for sure. I mean, technically, Rand didn't kill Bilal, so mm -hmm. no, no, no. Yeah, no. Rand uh, through through the first three books, four Forsaken have been killed, and Rand only killed one of them. Two. Yes. One. Kind of. Agonor killed himself, but also yeah. it's debatable as to whether that's killed himself entirely or he did it 
because of Rand. If Rand wasn't there, would it have happened? Uh, it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. But could yeah, Rand be brought up on charges? Green Man. Could Rand be brought up on charges for killing Agonor <laughs> in this in the present day? Possibly. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. Well. Great discussion, guys. Really, thank you for being with us here today, just enjoying talking about this content again and giving our, our listeners and watchers some things to think about and to enjoy. For those of you watching here, again, uh, we encourage you to like the video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find our podcast and follow us wherever you'd like. But especially, we love to interact with people. I know all of these great content creators do as well. So find us on Twitter. We're pretty active there, and you can find an uh, invite link to our Discord server there on Twitter all the time. It'll also be eventually in the recording of this video, too. Come join our Discord server. Lots of people talking all the time, including some of the people you've seen in the chat today if you've been with us live. We do have you know, all the usual ways you can find us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even an email that no one ever uses. But we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Drew, how can people find you and Inking Out Loud and interact with you? Yeah, so we have a Facebook group, Inking Out Loud Podcast, and a Twitter as well that is at IOL Podcast. And then just like you guys, we have our Discord link pinned on our Twitter feed, and we got a pretty fun community going over there. Uh, especially if you're a writer or an aspiring writer or you know whatever, just want to talk about your own work, we have a couple of writing channels. So yeah, it's a good time. Awesome. Joe, how about you? How can they find you? How can they interact with you and your team? You can go to our website, www.talkaroundriad.com. There's links to all of our social media and Discord there. You know, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, everywhere you can find podcasts. Just just search Talk Around Riyadh. And we, we usually put our links to all our social media in those in there as well. So you can always go that way. And Alan, how about you? How can they find The Wheel Reads? Sure. Thewheelreads.com is our website and uh, find links to all of our social media as well. At The Wheel Reads is our handle on everything. So uh, pretty much just go to Google and type in The Wheel Reads. You'll find us. Uh, we're, we're on lots of different platforms for the podcast and YouTube, TikTok, everywhere. So yeah, The Wheel Reads, just, just type it in somewhere. You'll find it. <laughs> okay. What is the scary thing? TikTok. Wait, what? <laughs> I haven't, I, I haven't gone there yet. Yeah, no, you're too old. Yeah, it, it's, 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 a place, Alan. it's a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> and and I decided to do it kind of as a joke, and it's a lot of fun actually. Um, there's a lot of wheel of time TikTok, like uh, Watt Talk. There is. Uh, hashtag Watt Talk is a lot of fun. There's a there's a ton of them, and they're and they're really good. They're just shorts, uh, kind of like if you remember like Vines back in the day, and like. The little short videos and then i guess the youtube has youtube shorts and instagram has shorts or whatever reels mm -hmm. it's very similar to that just little short videos fantastic all three of these guys have great content out there i do encourage you to explore i'll be putting links in the show notes here for this youtube video as well as when we drop it on our audio feed so make it easy for you there look for them click and go straight through but you guys are talented with the internet go find them already good stuff <laughs> and fun people to join uh, they've all like i said have discord servers i know i'm on all three of their servers too it's fun to interact with all the different fans talking about wheel of time just love this stuff and we tend to talk about a bunch of other goofy stuff too <laughs> zach any last things you want to say toss in here or anything i missed i didn't mention I patreon you could certainly mention remember. that you missing anything other than if that you enjoyed this and our other content you can absolutely find our patreon or merch store and support us that way we really appreciate any and everything that you do <laughs> all right 
Well, thanks for being here again, you three gentlemen. Thank you for taking the time being guests with us today. You made it uh, a special episode because we got to celebrate how far we've come and all the content we've covered. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And thank for the you. rest of you, oh, hey, absolutely. It's been a blast. <laughs> thanks for watching, everyone. We'll talk to you next time.